0: Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your eardrums. It's a beautiful day off in the neighborhood. Welcome to the very first episode of the Stimuli Podcast. I am your host, he said, What is the Stimuli Podcast about? Shit, I could spend a whole podcast telling you what the Stimuli Podcast is going to be about. But to put it in short, basic, straight to the point words podcast about stimulating everything from your auditory senses to your emotional senses. Everything. We're going to stimulate it. Make you think. Generate conversation. Sometimes it's going to be entertaining. Sometimes it's going to be informative. Just depends on how the flow goes and how the vibe rolls. It's not going to always be me. Sometimes it'll be a guest. The way I look at it, I may have a new guest every week. I'm going to definitely open up the opportunity for it to be. I think this is a podcast that I would like to be about the people. That's why I enjoy most, dialoguing with people. Now, don't get it twisted. I love to talk. I can talk by myself for hours at a time and I have a problem doing it. But for the most part, I want to make this about the people. Reason being is because I think that talking amongst people and dialoguing is a, a great way to help us all connect and help us find our common space and common ground. And we don't do enough of that the way we used to do it. Not to sound old school and all that good stuff, but I think social media is taking a little bit of that away from us. We rely too heavily on the fake reality of connection with people. It's a false reality. You know, you got people right now that you have as followers and that you follow and have probably followed them for multiple years have never met them once in your real life in a real space if y'all ran to each other in public you just might not even really know how to respond because you're like is that i think i it's just where we're at now y'all we got air quote friends and followers that we don't even know these days clout And status is about how many followers and likes and hearts you can get. When did the hell did that happen? Nevertheless, we're here. And it's just where we're at as people right now. But we got to get back to what really matters. That's communication. Talking to each other. And that's what this podcast is all about. For about uh, two years now, I spent a lot of time making little small videos, posting them on IG. It wasn't ever about if anybody liked them or not. For me personally, it was always about just putting something out there that I hope connected with at least one person, just one. If one person told me that what I said made sense to them or it connected with them or it helped them, I serve my purpose. You can keep your damn likes. It's cool to see those, but at the end of the day, what's a like worth? What's a heart worth? an IG heart anyway. Nothing. I'm not an influencer. Don't really care about that. So I don't benefit from getting a bunch of likes. I don't prescribe to the the whole I would call um, flock mentality. If I see somebody else like something and I want to like it too mm -mm. I'm not really into that mindset. I'm not into that mode. I believe in still holding firm to my grounding and what my footing is when it comes to what's real and what's not. Right now, social media is very, I call, highlight-driven. You're seeing the highlights of people's lives. You're not seeing everything. You're not fully getting a real feel for what goes on behind the curtains. You know, one day, somebody's in Paris. The next thing you know, you see them in Cancun. You know, but what you may not know is these may be trips that happen, God knows when. They've just been saving pictures. You know, and if you are traveling like that, hey, more power to you. But when did we get to the point where we take vacations and go to shows and and we partake in all these different events just to show them off to others? I thought doing all that stuff was about enjoying it. For yourself. But now you can't go to anybody's concert without seeing thousands of phones in the air. And if your phone is in the air and you're trying to record the show, are you really taking in the show yourself? That's what's happening now, though. We've allowed these phones and social media to take away a little bit of our humanity. These days, a woman can be assaulted. And the the odds are, if there's 10 men in the room, at least three of them going to mess around and pull out a phone. And it could be some women in the room that would maybe do the same thing. And they're going to pull out a phone before their natural impulse is to help or speak up. That's where we're at right, right now. That's where we're at right now. You should look at these posts you see online when it comes to social media, Facebook, IG, wherever it is. And think about that. Every time you see some type of viral post, what led this person to be more inclined to film the action or the the travesty that we're witnessing versus trying to help stop it, to render assistance? What led to that? I'm sure some may say, well, they were it. They want to make sure that somebody got on tape. Okay. I hear you. But do we need seven phones? Eight? Nine? Hell, ten? Every time something happens, there's multiple angles come out because there's multiple people filming. Why? Recently, with all of these different rappers that have lost their lives, just in the last two, three weeks, people have no sense of humanity or compassion or empathy for someone's life, they'll post the photos of somebody's dead body laying on the ground before their families even know you didn't already put it on, on Facebook. What's wrong with people these days? Seriously. I can remember still the first time I saw a funeral being live streamed on IG. Not some type of celebrity's memorial service. I'm talking about an actual. Funeral being streamed on Facebook. And that's before it became this normal thing now where I see everybody does it. I get it. We're in a social bubble right now, I guess you could say, because of the fact of the pandemic. But we're talking about, I saw this four or five years ago. Whenever it was that IG started letting you do, I'm sorry, not IG, Facebook. When Facebook started letting you do Facebook Live. I saw people doing that, for the life of me, I couldn't understand why that made sense. It just—it doesn't make any sense. To this day, I still am not a big compo- a proponent of it. I get why people may do it when family can't be there because of the, the circumstances surrounding the pandemic, so I can respect that. Beyond that, I'm not on board with it. We gotta reconnect with our human side. And reconnect with our fellow human beings around us. And I'm not talking about a connection that can be ended with the push of a button to unfollow. I'm talking about reconnect, sitting down, having real conversations, sharing real emotions and feelings and not emojis. I mean, we are at a point now, we've digitized ourselves, we have avatars and all this other stuff we use to express ourselves because in some instances, people struggle to express themselves with their own faces and their own voices. So we let our emojis and avatars and all these different likenesses do it for us. I mean, we're at a point now where we're utilizing all kinds of foolishness to enhance ourselves for the sake of a better image. I and mean, filters on top of filters. Everybody's a Photoshop master now, pinching pictures and contorting them to try to present the perfect image. For what? There's no way in the hell you should be stressing yourself out trying to live up to some sort of fake imagery you see on social media. That's where we're at right now, though. And the sad part is as Some of us that are adults that grew up in a time period before social media was prominent as it is now, we had the ability to have a a chance to establish ourselves away from such virtual pressures, online pressure, so to speak, of trying to meet certain standards. That didn't mean that there weren't things out there. I think a lot of us, we were more caught up in what was seen on TV, like movies, videos, things of that nature. Now though, you have TV still, music videos, not as much. They're not as popular a media source like they used to be, but more so you have phones and the ability to log on at social to social media at the drop of a dime. You can be online and streaming in seconds or you can be online and looking at somebody else's stream somebody else's post in a matter of seconds. You have immediate access to the World Wide Web in a matter of seconds. Now when it used to be you were more, more or less limited to when you were at home and you could log on to your computer or you could turn your TV on. Now everybody has a computer in their pockets. That's just how much the world has evolved just in the last 15 years. Just the last 15 years. I'm old enough to remember when phones only can make calls, they couldn't text. I'm old enough to remember when phones still had rotary dialing mechanisms on them. But I'm young enough that I can say that I connect with all of the current technology of tools that we have available to us, I still gain. I'm old enough to say I played Atari, but I definitely want a PS5 right now. It's just that simple. It's just that simple, I'm saying. I'm in a good space age-wise to appreciate all things where we've evolved as well as where we've yet to get to. However, because of the time period I grew up in, I'm rooted enough to where I don't allow the evolution of technology to consume me to the point of establishing some type of value-based outlook on this stuff where if I don't have it, if I don't partake in it, I feel like I'm missing something or I have less worth or whatever it is. I remember a point in time when I would roll out the bed or before I even rolled out the bed, I was on Facebook. It was like I spent sometimes 30 minutes just looking at Facebook and reading posts and Wanting to write my own post, all these little things, man, before I even got out of the bed good, I'm trying to check what's what's going on with Facebook. Now, I might post two or three times a year. I can remember watching my little highlight reel that Facebook would make for you at the end of the year and seeing like all these pictures and posts that I had made throughout the year, like just ridiculous amounts You know, and seeing like my most popular post and all that other good stuff. Now, that thing may be two or three slides. If that. I don't post. There's just no reason to anymore. The people I want to connect with, I find them. You know, those that I can't connect with as frequently as I like, I may still use social media a little bit for that. But for the most part, mm -mm. I put more value now in real Human connection. You know, you want to see how I'm doing? Don't send me a Facebook message. Don't don't send me a DM and IG. If you are sending me a DM and IG, I hope it's because you're trying to reconnect by saying, Hey man, I lost your number. I want to give you a call. But sending me messages in those platforms as a means of trying to connect. Nah man. We need to pick up a phone sometimes and talk to each other. You know, we've gotten this to this, this whole phase of the microwave society that we're in. We want everything fast and quick and then on our way. And what are we rushing off to? Are we being so much more productive with the lack of time we spend now communicating with each other in a just sit down conversation? Or are we just rushing to try to find our next fix when it comes to what we can post online or What it is we can do to try to get us a little more shine in the the eyes of others. What are we doing with it? It's a sincere question I have to ask. We're rushing always to our next fix. Studies have actually came back and said how people are developing these chemical dependencies on social media responses, likes and all this different stuff. It's stimulating you know, dopamine responses in your brain. These feelings of satisfaction and and fulfillment, you know, and these euphoric moments because of someone liking and commenting and reposting your stuff. And it's becoming addictive to people and it's as bad now as some other addictions people have now when it comes to they can't resist it. I know for a fact, some people right now, if you took their phone away from them, they were going to withdrawals they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. You put them in a social space and not allow them to have their phone to be looking at the entire time, and they wouldn't know what to do with themselves because they have become so accustomed and they have normalized it so much that when they're in a social space, it's all about what's going on in that phone. You're out amongst all these people and your face is glued to your phone. It's like a safe haven for them. You know, you want to put on a facade. You're in a room full of people, and instead of you over here engaging with them and talking, you're taking a a big old selfie with all these people in the background like you really in there just doing the damn thing. Why? I get it. Sometimes it's a good celebration moment. You want to let everybody, you know, see you and your friends all out having a good time, you know, reuniting. You know, good memory posts you might want to put out there to say, you know, hey, me and the homies linked up. This is a good photo for memories. But people don't just do it for that reason no more. It ain't about just sharing a good moment with people. It's about now trying to create illusions of about, uh, about these granules statuses that people really don't have. For what? Why do you care about trying to impress somebody you don't know? Why do you care about that? What is the value in it? Why are you so dead set on trying to portray an image that you can't really uphold? I'm trying to figure that out. Like, seriously, when did we get that petty and that shallow that we were so concerned about what somebody thought we had? You know, the art of the selfie is I've seen it evolve. I remember when the worst thing that I used to see that annoyed me was duck lips. Now, the things that annoy me, I'm like, y'all got to stop it. You know, it's at a point now people are mastering the art of angles. And ladies, I hate to pick on y'all, but y'all are, the, y'all are the queens of that. These angles, your stances to make sure you make yourself look like you got way more butt than you got. You know, you're twisting and you lift, extending the leg out and you got this leg back and you kind of got yourself twisted a little bit, turn, stop. Cause you know eventually you're going to see these people in public and you can't fake them angles in real life then what you know, I don't get it you know or guys and gals you taking pictures on Facebook on IG and you just happen to make sure you get your steering wheel logo in the photo for <laughs> what man hey You work for it, you earned it, enjoy it. Flaunt it a little bit if you want to. Man, but that ain't all all life about, man. Trying to always stunt on folks. For what? If you really think about what the word stunt really stood for, not the one that cash money taught y'all, but what a stunt person does. They go out and pretend, well, they complete the task that others are pretending to do. So, I don't... Nah, man. Save it. Save it. And put your time and effort towards something else. You know, please. There's better things to be devoting your time towards. Yeah. So, I went a long time and a long way on this dang social media. Way more than I wanted to for the very first episode. But, that's how it's going to be sometimes. Sometimes I'll go in on a rant. Other times it may be me and a special co-host a guest and we're going to talk about some of that stuff you just never know where we're going to go with it but there's so much going on right now there's plenty of material in future episodes you will quickly find that I don't mind attacking things that some people still are not comfortable talking about but I think we need to talk about like there will be an episode about mental health which is getting a lot more traction and that's a good thing Glad to see we're finally talking about it more often. And we're starting to understand that it's not some type of scarlet letter on you to say that you go to therapy and that you've had some challenges, whether it be anxiety, depression, you know, or all the above. You know, it's a matter of we have to start addressing these things and start acknowledging that we need to help get ourselves back healthy mentally. Because a lot of us are carrying around baggage that we've never resolved, and it continues to manifest itself in places it doesn't belong, and it shows up in broken relationships, and in instability in our our work lives and in our social lives. Just as a whole, it, it resonates throughout our lives in spaces it shouldn't because we never fixed it. So we're gonna dive deep into that on a specific episode where we're gonna talk about nothing but that. You know, I myself will bear myself as far as things that I feel like it's nothing to be embarrassed about. I recently started therapy. I love it. I like the idea of me going into a room and somebody is paid to let me talk. <laughs> go figure. I can go in there and just talk. And then when I'm done, they're gonna give me feedback about some things that they observe. I think it's freaking awesome. Because one thing you got to think about when it comes to life, you're constantly taking in energy from other people. If you're the homie that everybody comes to for advice or to share their problems with, where do you unload your problems? See, I read it once before, and one of my good friends, he he made it mention to me on a a call a few weeks ago, you know, and he said, um, you know, said, they never check on the lion. I was like, yeah, that makes sense." They don't ever check on the lion. The lion's considered to be, you know, king, strong. They don't need any help, and we tend to forget about checking on our strong friends, on those friends that that seem like they never need help, never have a down moment, never seem to need any advice or whatever it may be, and a lot of times. Those people are the ones who need the most because they've taken on so much and they have nowhere to unload themselves. And in some instances, some of us we're so accustomed to being the strong ones. We don't know how to allow others to help support us or to help us through. It's not good. It's not healthy. So we'll dive deeper into that on the next episode. I'm pretty sure that's going to be my next episode. I want to jump into that more than likely. I'm going to have a special guest on that one. My little cousin has been really clicking with me every time we talk. We talk about getting this thing going with this podcast stuff. And her and I both really truly believe in, you know, getting rid of some some old family issues and resolving some things and really clearing the air on stuff and helping break some generational curses. And all that ties into that. You know, dealing with family trauma is a must. So chances are, because when you hear this, I'm talking to you. You know who I'm talking to. You'll be on here and we're going to talk about it. Because it needs to be discussed. And I encourage all y'all, you know, don't wait for my episode to start really being real with yourself. If you've had a lot of bad relationships and they always seem to end with with drama and just a lot of nonsense and hurt feelings and all that maybe you need to step back and assess yourself what's going on with you what's the reason for that why is it every time you have a bad relationship you think it's the other person maybe it's you And it's not because you're a bad person. Maybe you have some unresolved issues you need to address with yourself. And before you go jumping into your next relationship, you need to really address yourself. Reset, recalibrate who you are. See, the problem is some of us are habitual relationship jumpers. We feel the need to love and be loved at all times. And we will jump from one relationship to the next. Not even realizing that you're taking in energy as well as completely different stimuli from this person you're with. And you're constantly evolving and and molding yourself to be what's needed to be the best you can be for that relationship. And then when that relationship ends, you don't take the time to get back to who you are. So what happens? You left relationship A and now you're in relationship B. Well, you never reset from relationship A. So now you're A, B. Okay, now you're in relationship B and you got remnants of relationship A. And a lot of those components don't even match with B. So now you're trying to shift and rearrange and evolve and mold yourself to be what's needed for B. Well, in the meantime, you forgot all about what you were prior to A or B because you're so deep into trying to be what B needs you and didn't even reset from A. And then you jump to C. So now you're trying to unlearn A and B. So you can start conforming and being what you need to be for C. And so on and so forth. The process just keeps going. Instead, stop, reset, gather yourself, rediscover yourself. Maybe during some of those relationships, you you never went to the movies and used to love going to the movies. But you didn't go because your particular partner didn't enjoy going to the movies. They'd rather stay at home and watch the movie. Well, maybe you need to get back to going to the movies. Maybe you should like going to the park. Well your previous partner they had bad allergies they didn't like going to the park. start back going to the park. Music they didn't like hip-hop. you love hip-hop you a hip-hop head. Get back to what makes you happy what makes you you I didn't mean to get too deep into that because I was gonna say that for the next episode but just some stuff to think about. We're gonna touch on that too. All this stuff is real, y'all. It's time for us to stop playing these games and acting like it's not and start being responsible adults and addressing our needs emotionally, and mentally, and physically. Because you could be the strongest man or woman in the world, but if you are mentally weak, emotionally weak, those muscles in your body are useless. A very weak mind Will render a strong physical body to nothing. Keep that in mind, y'all. So, another thing we'll do from here to there and everywhere, and times when I feel like doing it, I'm going to incorporate music as a part of whatever that particular show's theme will be. This week, because it's just a kickoff thing, I'm just really kind of Letting this come off the cuff a little bit just to feel my way through what I want to do for future sessions. I guess you can call them podcast episodes. I don't really have a lot of music to tie to this one, but there is a special episode that I'm going to do in the next two or three weeks. It's going to be entitled Home. And that episode is going to touch on what it is like to either... Be overly in love with your hometown. Be under, be kind of underwhelmed with your hometown and maybe a little bitter or indifferent. You kind of whatever with it, because I came from a small town and you have people from my hometown who are just all about the town, just a hundred percent, just, just about the town, it's the town, it's this, it's this, no, my, it's the crib, whoop, whoop. And you got some people that are kind of like man to hell with the crib it ain't never did nothing for me you know man i ain't never going back they just so done with it they don't care normally those people are the ones who stimulate the first people that's all about the town to cuss them out and tell them don't worry about you we don't need you around here anyway stay the hell gone whatever and then you got those people in the middle they're kind of indifferent they're more like you know hey it's the crib it's where i grew up as where i got my start You know, I ain't desperately trying to get back there, but when I'm home, I'm happy to be here. But it's kind of whatever. Nevertheless, home is home. But what I want to dive into that is, why do we feel the need to ridicule those who don't put home on a pedestal and make it seem like it was the best thing ever? And why do those of us who don't care too much about going home anymore, why do we feel so bad about it? What was it that triggered it? And why have we not resolved those issues with it? And for those who are indifferent, what is it that could have been better to made you be higher on that actual, that scale of love versus just kind of whatever with it? You know, I've I've flipped flopped back all over the place with mine, personally. You know, I'm always gonna be proud of my hometown, Sugar Town, Stuttgart. But I'm not going to say it was always perfect. Some of it was the town and the culture that was there. Some of it was just specific people. Other times, it was just things amongst the town that I wish were better. Nevertheless, I'll never deny my hometown because I love my hometown. You know, but with that particular episode, I got a couple songs that I want to infuse in there. One of them is going to be the... I will go blank suddenly... Gil Scott Herring song. Home is What a Hatred Is. It's a good song. It really is. It, it really hit a nerve for me when I heard the sample in Kanye's song. I once to say it was Homecoming. I got to go back and look at it again. But he sampled that song. It's the one that has uh, Common in it. You know, and it goes into the part where he says, it might not be such a bad idea if I never come home again. You know, and I can remember at a point in my life where I felt that way. I didn't feel welcomed at home. And it wasn't like anybody specifically said anything to me. It just I never felt like nobody was looking for me when I came home. I wasn't never that dude like that. So I was like, yes, whatever. Man, nobody knows if I'm here or gone. You know, if you're not family. So I was very indifferent at times and didn't think it mattered whether I was at home or not. So It comes and goes on how I've always felt. But at the end of the day, my hometown will always be a big part to me. But at the same time, there was another song that really stood out to me by The Four Tops. It's called Still Waters. You know, Still Waters Run Deep. And in the song, he's actually singing to a woman. You know, but for me, that song clicked in a different way. It could be a metaphor for my hometown. You know, and in that first verse, he says... Never you mind if I don't tell strangers passing by. If I don't brag, don't brag or boast. Lift my glass and sing a toast for my love for you. And for me, I like that because I've seen how some people have been criticized at times because they don't seem to put the the town on this pedestal. Like, I want everybody to know how much I love my town. You know, and the sun goes to that still waters run deep. It's saying basically with deeper waters, it takes a lot to move them. But they're still deep nevertheless. And my love for my hometown is deep. It takes a lot to stir it up in me. I don't have to react or move with the winds just because it appeases others. Not going to get too deep into that one either. But the fact is that will be coming up as well. There's a lot that goes into the episode with home. Even just talking about failure to launch and leaving home. What does it really mean? Coming back home, what does that mean? You know, just in general, man, what does home mean? What is home? These episodes, y'all, will vary. Sometimes it will be 30 minutes. Probably most times it won't be, though, because once I get my, really, my comfort zone, my little sweet spot, Probably gonna be an hour and they will be far more energetic. I sat here with this phone in my hand looking at all these different things, different ways I wanted to try to do the interlude and all this other stuff to the point where I wasted an hour doing nothing because I overthought it. And finally, I just said, Hell, forget it, record. And here we are, first episode, 33 minutes and 55 seconds in. Some people, they going to get on board and support right away. You know why they going to do it? Because y'all are some damn good people. <laughs> In all Honestly, some people going to support regardless just because they they cool with me like that. They are people who've already engaged with me before. They know how I can go with my conversation and dialogue. Others, they're going to hear this first episode and be like, nah, B, I ain't feeling that. Man, he just babbling. And if that's what you feel, that's cool, too. Sometimes you walk past the same store seven times before you finally go in. But when it's meant for you to walk in and hear this message, you're going to come in and hear this message. You're going to get this work. (laughs) Just know that. But when it's time for you to hear it, you're going to hear it. But as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be a fun ride. Lots of good talking. Lots of good conversation. And if I, like I said in the earlier part, if I can touch one person with every episode, drop a little a little nugget of insight, a little bit of sharing of something I didn't deal with that you can relate with, that can help you through. I serve my purpose. If 100 people listening, only one person got something from it, hey, mission accomplished. Anything else, it's all bonus. As this thing goes, and as it grows, I will ask y'all to be more involved as well. I want to have the listeners be involved in the show. I got people on IG right now that I've had following me and I follow them for two and three years now. Never have conversed with them before. I want to hear what they sound like, what they think. They post stuff that I align with. I'm like, guess what's up? I like that. I posted stuff and they've given me positive feedback. I'm going to get y'all on here. I got family that's already hit me up. When I first brought this idea up, after I I appeared on my my guy's podcast, King Aries, the chill spot. You're welcome for the plug, my dude. After I appeared on his podcast, family told me, yo, we want to get on as soon as you do one. So I got people lined up ready to get on board. But I want the listeners to understand this is a podcast for the people. It ain't going to be just about me getting on here to run my mouth. It's going to be about me getting on here and let you run your mouth with me. And we dialogue and we talk and we grow this thing. We're gonna get back to the old school. We're gonna take it to the old school country front porch, chit chatting and talking. We're gonna enjoy this thing. So, at the sake of not rambling, mumbling, mumble rapping, sorry y'all, I got this song in my head. If you ain't heard Tyler the Creator's Potato Salad, go listen to it. That joint five. Go check it out. Nevertheless, I'm not gonna drag this thing out any further. The first episode, it's in the bag. I'ma go through and do some nice little editing on this thing, see how it goes. If I like it, I'ma upload it. If I don't, it might not never see the light of day. And I'm just gonna record this thing again, probably tomorrow. Cause right now, I'm gonna go relax. In the meantime, whether I get two listens, or I get 75 to 100 or whatever I get I appreciate each and every one of y'all more to come I can promise you there will be much more stimuli coming your way this episode is a wrap till next time people be easy